Hello, and welcome to Into the Disneyverse, where our historians Jess and Tandy explore the world of Disney, including rides, resorts, restaurants, and so much more. On today's episode, put on your poodle skirt and saddle shoes, grab your roller skates, but keep your bad attitude at home as we drive into the Sci-Fi Dine-In restaurant. Hey, Tandy. Hey, Jess. So there's this thing that you experience as a parent where you remember going somewhere, doing something as a kid, and you have like extremely fond memories of that thing. And as we tend to do with memories, you might even build that thing up in your head. And then you want to take your kids to go do that thing. So they can have that experience and they carry on those memories with them. And and it's about keeping it alive, right? And you, and so now you've like really built up that expectation because you're like, I loved this. They're going to love this. And then that gets shattered into a million pieces. (laughs) It's because you didn't factor in your husband's DNA. That's why. That was the problem. So I think that's what happened with our latest visit to the sci-fi dine-in theater restaurant at Hollywood Studios, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Well, you know, Jess, I never went as a kid, and I went as an adult, and I loved it. So if you would like to claim me as a child, please do. I think I'm going to adopt you, Tandy. So we're going to get into that, but I want to take a step back. I want to talk about some history of the restaurant itself. Then we can kind of talk about our experiences and opinions. I'm sure listeners are going to be a little bit surprised that this is the first restaurant we're doing because there's others that we've talked about far more. T-Rex, Skipper Canteen, to name a few. I'm hungry now. I felt like, though, on this one, I have a strong take. We've both been... I experienced this one as a kid a couple of times, actually. We went more than once. And then as an adult, and I felt like it was a good candidate for the first restaurant to cover. It's also extremely popular. Mm-hmm. So... So a little bit of history. The Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater opened on April 21st, 1991, so two years after what was then MGM Studios opened, now Hollywood Studios. It's in the Commissary Lane section of the park. For those unfamiliar, Commissary Lane's barely a land. It's basically a walkway. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I walked her husband through there this last time, and he goes, I've never seen this. What is this? I was like, it's just a walkthrough. It's got three things in it. It's got the sci-fi dining theater. I think the 50s primetime cafe is in there, and that's where you meet Mickey and Minnie. I think it's the ABC Commissary. Oh, ABC Commissary. I'm sorry. And then, uh, but across from it's the Mickey Minnie theater? That's where you meet Mickey and Minnie. Okay, then that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yep. It connects Animation Courtyard, which is where Mickey and Minnie Runaway R- Railway is right now, to Grand Avenue, which is which is Muppet Land. Yep. Why that's called Grand Avenue, we can get into on another it's episode. It's not grand. The Sci-Fi Dining Theater, though, it opened along with 19 other new attractions across the parks in 1991 for Walt Disney World's 20th anniversary. Now, I tried to do some research on like what the attractions were, and I couldn't find a lot of information, but I was able to confirm that uh, Muppet Vision 3D and Beauty and the Beast Live on stage also opened in 91, and those are still in Hollywood Studios today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there were, like, parades that opened restaurants across all the parks as a part of the 20th anniversary. Oh, wow. So there was a big growth spurt in 91. Pass on those parades. I knew you would be excited about the parades, mm-hmm. Danny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the Sci-Fi dine and Theater is a heavily, heavily themed restaurant. Very. The setting is a 50s drive-in theater, and it's kind of a quote-unquote spinoff, for lack of a better term, of another heavily themed pro- popular restaurant in Hollywood Studios, the 50s Primetime Diner. I've always wanted to go there. So the whole reason this one was created is because the uh, the, pri- the 50s Primetime Diner was so popular. Wow. They're like, hey, let's open another 50s themed restaurant mm-hmm, in Hollywood mm-hmm, Studios. Mm-hmm. 
that one was super successful. So that that's why they ended up uh, opening this one. When you walk in to the sci-fi dining theater, the entrance looks like a box office. The host walks you by this large fence around the dining area, which is supposed to be like the drive-in. And then when you go around that fence, there are tables, uh, picnic tables and convertible cars, which are also the tables that you sit in. Mm -hmm. The ceiling simulates a night sky with optic uh, fibers to make the stars. It is. Oh, I didn't look up the last time we were there. It is. Guess we have to go back. uh, Darn. It is super dark in there, though. And super cold. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. The the cars have white wall tires. There's a speaker box on the side of the cars, and the license plates are circa 1955. When you sit, uh, you sit in the cars, you watch film clips of 50s and 60s science fiction films, B-horror films, monster movies, bizarre newsreels, and animated cartoons. And then behind you is a facade of a snack counter, which is where the kitchen is at. The theming in here is really good, though. Mm-hmm. It's extremely immersive. I loved it. Yep. Each convertible car seats six people. There's three rows in each car. And just be aware everyone's facing forward yeah. to see the movie screen. So this like isn't a great place if you want to have a conversation <laughs> with yeah. everybody. Though in your there group. is one in the middle I noticed for bigger groups where they they face each other. Mm. I didn't I didn't key on that. So I don't know how you get those though. I don't know if I don't when I say big group, I don't know if request. maybe it's like the two individuals and so they have it set up a little bit differently, but I did notice that that was the one downside. Mm-hmm. that I didn't like was you couldn't see who, yep. Yep. who you're eating with. The, uh, the picnic tables are in the back, and those are, those are actually used for when the restaurant is full and, and patrons are willing to forego the oh, cars. Maybe that was it. Maybe that's what I was looking at. Maybe it was the picnic tables you saw. You can request to sit at the picnic tables, but that kind of defeats the whole purpose of, of, of the, what's going on in there. The so, yeah. But you can request that. The servers, so, so this was not our experience, but I, I read several reviews and watched a couple of YouTube reviews. So the servers are supposed to be in character. It must have been They're, our girl's first day. Yeah, we're going to talk about our experience with our server. They're either car hops, sometimes on roller skates, Ooh. or other improvised characters. And, and one person noted that it was a police officer in search of people who snuck into the drive-in, which I would have loved to <laughs> oh, have that, that. server. What the heck? What, like, that's some guy that's like, screw this. I'm not going to be a car hop, but I'm going to go do this character that, thing that's over here. That's the TJ from, Haunted Man, <laughs> from uh, Tower of Terror. About a year after opening, it, it was serving about 2,200 people daily, wow. making it Hollywood Studios' most popular restaurant at the time. So after being open a year, it was the most popular restaurant. Now, Hollywood Studios is a little bit of a restaurant graveyard, so that's a low bar. Yeah, I, I haven't been to Brown Derby, though. I've heard good things about well, that. Well, Brown Derby's there, yeah. And, and Brown Derby's more expensive. So that's the one thing is that this is not, this is not a super expensive Hard restaurant. Hard to get a reservation. I think in the last three times we've been, I've never gotten a reservation at Brown Derby. Yeah, Brown I haven't Derby's even seen hard. it available. Yep. But the sci-fi dining theater, it's still pretty popular to this day. It's still kind of hard to get a reservation. I'm going to talk about that in yep. a little bit. Agreed. I also didn't see that one when we were go- we went yep. recently. And the capacity of the restaurant's about 260 people. Funny enough, when we went recently, Primetime Cafe was available. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. But like that- at like, like 10 a.m. in oh, the morning. Oh, off times, yeah. Yep. So let's start with the food. Restaurant hours are 10.30 to park close. So they're only serving lunch and dinner. There's no breakfast op- option at this restaurant. And the menu is the same all day long. Doesn't matter what time you go, you're getting the same menu, same pricing. Food's pretty standard American food. It's not the most diverse or extensive menu in Disney. It's actually, you've got a choice of five appetizers, less than a dozen entrees, and some dessert options. I think I had a salad. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. They're most well known for their burgers and their milkshakes. And then from everything I read and I didn't try this, we're going to get into allergies here in a minute. The appetizers, like the fried pickles and the onion rings are supposed to be really good too. Oh yeah. This would be a good place if you have a bunch of picky eaters. The food here is not going to take anyone out of their comfort comfort zone. Now I would say there's probably of all the parks, that park is probably good for picky eaters. Yeah, because everything's like burgers, fries. Like they really follow a theme. It's very American. I mean, and the whole commissary lane thing is you're supposed to be on the back lot. So mm-hmm. that's yep. That it the food on com like at ABC commissary is the same thing. Like that's the whole point is you're supposed to be at the studio yeah. eating at the commissary. Well, I just said that and then I thought about Star Wars Land, which Galaxy's Edge is not Galaxy's Edge is, is not good an for picky eaters. Yep. <laughs> I saw on Wikipedia and on some older reviews that they offered popcorn as an appetizer, but we didn't huh, it's not that. on the menu and we didn't get the, like it was like a free app like they gave everybody popcorn, but I didn't see that. I don't remember them offering that. So I'm thinking this might be a pandemic casualty. Oh yes. They probably offered it pre-pandemic and then cuz I actually remember having popcorn there when I was younger. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or it was our bad waitress. Exactly. They do offer a couple of specialty non-alcoholic drinks along with the milkshakes. So they have, you know, those are the drinks that come in a souvenir cup with little cubes for the kids, that kind of stuff. Yeah, did we get that? I don't remember that. No, we didn't get we did oh. not get specialty drinks. Boo. We did get milkshakes. Man, I did really like this sci-fi dining, but I'm like disappointed in this review. Well, I actually so I have some recommendations for you the next time we go that I think you're gonna like. So we'll just just hold hold we, on to your seat. You when we go minute. and I'm in there by myself. Exactly. I'll go with you. I'll sit in there with you. It's it's air conditioned. The milkshake options are very standard. They have vanilla, chocolate, and Oreo. They also have non-dairy options for if if you can't have dairy. They used to offer a specialty shake flavor monthly, but that's not happened since the pandemic. Mm, We're slowly rolling back to normalcy. Another death. And then kind of looking at the menu, and we didn't look at this when we were there, but there's actually a really good selection of alcoholic beverages, including sangria, wine, beer, cider, and mixed drinks. I was really surprised at that with how um, small the food menu is. The oh. drink menu is almost the same size as the, like the whole food menu. <laughs> I remember the drink menu was good. I remember being really tired though. And like if we I were drink exhausted. anything, I'm going to be worn out. Yeah. One additional note on the shakes. And this is point of contention for me and a couple other reviewers. They used to give you the metal cup with the shake that they oh, made along nice. with. You know, like a soda fountain mm-hmm. would do, or like it a de- like Denny's still does to yep. this day. Yep. They no longer give that to you. Mm. And it's a $7 shake. So that's a little bit disappointing. I mean, it's, it's only Disney. $7. Yeah, the shake's, the shake's seven bucks. That's pretty cheap. It's, I mean, it is. It, For it, Disney? It's Disney. And I get that. It, it, it's it, like the problem is they used to do it and now you've taken something yeah. away from me. It's a piece of nostalgia. <laughs> Did that die with the pandemic or was that pre pandemic? It looks like it might have been a pandemic thing. Oh, and so mm-hmm. it could be it could be a sanitiz- sanitization, sanitization thing, thing yeah. where it's like a liability. I don't know. And I say Denny's to this day. I haven't been to Denny's since the pandemic. I know that they used to do that as well. So maybe they don't do that anymore. Hmm. Who knows? All right. So I do want to talk about food allergies a little bit while we're talking about food because you and I have... Food allergies. Food allergies. That Disney never lets us forget, even though we're like, no, it's okay. We read the menu. Okay, well, just in case, we're going to tell you. I know, right? So as I've mentioned before, I have a gluten allergy and you have a shellfish allergy. I'd like to address how those are handled at, the, at a restaurant or reviews because it is actually something that I look for and I think is lacking on a lot of these reviews. And, and look, if, if you don't have a gluten allergy, you'd never think to bring it up. So yep. I get it. Yep. Disney does a stellar job with food allergies. Yep. They're a little bit annoying about it, as they you are. just mentioned. Yeah. So 
they do they did offer to have a chef come to the table. I don't usually need that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so I I passed on it. At this point, I don't feel like I need to talk to them. Usually, I'll ask them to go through the menu with me at a buffet, but I don't need somebody coming through and, and going over the menu. The server did kind of tell me what my options are. I don't think there was a single shellfish item on the menu, so you had no concerns. What I love about that, though, is even when I preview a menu and I know there's nothing shellfish on the menu at all, they still address it. They go, okay, the burger doesn't have any shellfish. And I'm like, nothing in this menu has shellfish. No You kidding. may move on. <laughs> I was like, I would be surprised. The milkshake has no shellfish like, in thank it. thank you. Thank you. It has no shellfish. But but for gluten, it did, like with me having a gluten allergy, it reduced the menu to less than half for me. Yep. Like I, So all appetizers were off the table because everything there is fried and breaded. I'm the, surprised they don't have any gluten like sub appetizers. You know, I'm wondering if I had asked if they could have done something for me. But um, yeah, so... Back to our bad waitress. I know, right? Exactly. They have gluten-free buns, so you can get a burger there and, and a gluten-free wrap and salad option. I think I had the wrap. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I got. They also have the vanilla and chocolate shakes, which are gluten-free, obviously. And then there's also several desserts that are gluten-free. The kids' menu also has some allergy options as well. I'm not surprised the options for allergies were kind of sparse, but you should be able to find something. And my wrap was fine, which we're going to get to, like, the food is fine. Yeah. We're going to get to reviewing the food I think here that's the biggest, the biggest critique I hear off of blogs for sci-fi dining. The food's fine. Food's I'm fine. Like, You're not coming for the food. <laughs> Let's talk about cost. So Disney gives the price $2 signs on the app, which means you're going to pay between $15 and $34.99 per adult. And that's, that's about... Oh, you said $2 signs. I was like, nothing there was $2. No, no but $2, dollar, $2, $2 signs. signs. Yes. So $1 sign is usually a quick... I don't think there's any sit-down that's going to be $1 sign, but this is on the lower end. Looking at the menu, the, I don't think the pricing is bad. It's a few dollars more than you'd pay at you know, your neighborhood chain restaurant, Chili's Friday's, a couple bucks more for each item. I think you know it's Disney. It being a sit-down restaurant, the pricing's pretty fair for what you get. I would plan to spend about $30 per person a little more if you plan to get a shake. Yeah. you know, And that's with appetizers. I think that's what you're going to you're going to get. They do participate in the Disney dining plan when that's active and it would be one table service meal credit. At the time of us recording this, the dining plan's not back. I am hearing rumblings that uh, Iger's going to bring back the dining plan in early 2023. He's Mm -hmm. trying, like everybody's waiting to see what he does with the change from Chapek to him Mm -hmm. with the parks and like everything. And that's the, they were already planning on bringing it back. Okay. That's kind of the easy softball that he, why did it get taken away? Pandemic. But why? So because so many restaurants were closed, there wasn't a good value in them bringing the dining plan back. So I think they were waiting for the restaurants to roll out and reopen. Almost everything's open now. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'll be surprised if they don't bring it back in by the second quarter of 2023. I'm interested to see what the modifications to that will be. I am too. I am too, but that, but they're saying they're going to bring it back. So interestingly, thrilldata.com has wait time information (laughs) on restaurants. Is there a fast pass? (laughs) A lightning lane? Yes, there is. If you book 60 days in advance, Tandy. You get a lightning um, lane. This one's a little bit harder to parse because of that. Because of the, the, uh, you can book it in advance. There's a lot of factors at play. But the historical average is showing a one minute wait. 
And I think that's because most people who go to this restaurant, they have an advanced dining Mm. reservation. Mm -hmm. Every time I checked the app in preparation for this episode, by the way, there was no availability Mm -hmm. for walk-up wait lists due to high demand. There is a walk-up wait list. So if they're not fully booked, they'll open that up. The record high wait is showing 55 minutes. That's not bad. Which is then bad. So the thing on this... Like the the takeaway here, and, and I would advise this in going to any table service dining location in Disney. If you want to do this, you got to grab that advanced dining reservation 60, 60 days in advance as soon as your, uh, your booking opens that up. I watched a lot of uh, video bloggers who are Florida locals, and they said this one's tricky to get last minute. Like they've tried to go and they've not been able to get them. They can get it at an off time, like at a three o'clock. Mm. Somebody cancels. Mm-hmm. By all accounts, though, I'd book this in advance if you want to go. And I also want to break down a little bit about how long you should anticipate being at the restaurant. So for lunch, (laughs) don't make fun of my facts, Tandy. (laughs) I just think it's different for other people. I feel like we had a situation. Well, so I'm going on averages here. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I I understand that. So for lunch, you should plan on an average of about 55 zero minutes. And the food is served on average between five to 10 minutes within ordering. That was not our experience, but that (laughs) is the average. (laughs) Dinner. Like, interesting. Tell me more. Dinner is just over an hour, and it's the same thing. You get served about five to ten minutes with an order, within ordering, which, by the way, by and far, is usually the experience at Disney. They're That's pretty, pretty good. Quick. Are they reading my mind before I go in and order? I know, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, I don't think a burger is hard to... No, it's not. Especially when you've got the grill going. Couple of fun facts before we get into opinions. <laughs> opinions? Us? No. Early on, they used a mobile point of sale device. So that's like the thing that they put the order in on a POS. For those of you who've worked at restaurants, you know what a point of sale is. Mm-hmm. But for those who haven't, that's what you put the order in on. They used the mobile ones that they would uh, carry around with them and relayed that, those orders to the kitchen. That's commonplace now. Like you see it at a lot of restaurants, it was not in 1991. That was brand new technology. So they had them do that because that was in keeping with the sci-fi theme because the tech was so new. Right, right. There was once a popcorn bisque on the menu. What? (laughs) Yes, I know. But it was removed because it wasn't good. I bet not. (laughs) The check that comes to you is a parking violation. So your actual check was, I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. Yeah. And then, uh, this is on USA Today's list of best restaurants in American amusement parks. It's 15th on the list, huh? which I want to talk to USA Today. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to, you know, and that's all amusement parks. Huh. I haven't been to Universal, but I feel like there's more at Universal and Disneyland that have to be better than, but they must be, they, theming must be a factor here. But we're talking about all theme parks, all right? All theme parks. So that, the other Disney parks play into that too, like Skipper Canteen, that's, hands down, is better than oh, sci-fi. Nomad Lounge yeah, is yep, hands down yep. better There's than sci-fi. quite a few others. I could think of 15 at Disney World that yep, are better alone. than sci-fi. And Disneyland and Yeah, and this is Universal. a middle-of-the-road restaurant. Actually, thinking about it, 15 is pretty high. Way to go, sci-fi. <laughs> 15 good. And then last facts to Tandy. You're going to be interested in this. During Star Wars weekends, which <gasps> I don't even know when that is, there's a special breakfast offered Ooh. at sci-fi dining. It's called the Star Wars Dine-In Galactic Breakfast. Ooh. And guests interact with Star Wars characters and they show clips <gasps> of the Star Wars films. I want to do that. So, so it's probably like Life Day, May the 4th be with you. We need to our next trip apparently around Star Wars. Uh, that should just be any trip we take. All right. Now I want to get into the fun part. I want to get into some opinions. So yes. ranking. So I changed the ranking scheme a little bit here and Tandy, okay. Tandy's going to be going off the cuff because yes. I didn't prepare her for this. So the food. I gave it a six out of 10. Okay. I was going to say five. Okay. 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's look, the burgers aren't bad. It's like, and by and large, like Tandy said, the food is fine. Yeah. I had a salad. So I don't, I don't even know. I can't even rate the burger. I had a wrap. It was fun. We had a salad and a wrap. Maybe we shouldn't be. Maybe we shouldn't be giving one food on this. One had a bur- one had a burger. I asked. Did he like him. the burger? Was good. Okay. Like, but it wasn't like it's not the most amazing burger he's had in his life. Yeah. Yep. Like I think there's better. Like by the way, the T Rex burger I think he had is better than this one. Come for me. I'm trying to think of who what the best burger I've had at Disney is. T Rex's burger is pretty good. I had a bite of his. I haven't last had. Time. I've had their chicken good. fried steak. Now their chicken fried steak and chicken fried chicken. Yeah, hands down is delicious. There's Deluxe and and Disney Springs. I think we had that the first time we went to. That's really good. So there's better burgers, but you know it's 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 a burger and and they have chicken tenders and so the kids are gonna be happy. Theming, ten out of ten. They do a great job with the theming here. I'm going to say an eight. I'm going to put our waitress over here in the corner because... Oh, I, yeah, she failed. That, that, that's some of, I think, why you feel the way you feel. Value, I'm going to give it a seven out of ten for value. Say a six. Okay. Fun factor, I struggled on this one, and we're going to talk about like how <laughs> my kids were. So I, I'm giving it a seven. Yeah, seven. And then... Do you need an advanced dining reservation? We talked about this. Yes, yes you do. If yep. you really want to go here, you need an advanced dining reservation. You could probably grab one if somebody cancels and you Maybe. mess with the app for a long time. But I always see husbands hanging around outside at Sci-Fi Dine and like waiting for an opening. So overall, I'm going to give it a uh, 7 out of 10. I would agree with 7 out of 10. A couple of ratings from online. So Google rating for the restaurant is a 4.3 out of 5. TripAdvisor is 4 out of 5. And Yelp is 4 out of 5. The general consensus, like I said, is the food is okay to good. The most common description being fine. (laughs) (laughs) This food is fine. So it's not going to blow you away, but the atmosphere is cool. And the whole reason you're going here is for atmosphere. It is not for the food. I feel like those ratings are pretty generous. I I, I don't know. I don't know if I was was writing for TripAdvisor, I'd give it a four. How high those ratings were. Yeah. Yeah. I I was actually expecting this to be in the threes. I might give it like a 3.8, like a near a four, but Mm -hmm. it's not there. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it at a four. So kind of my take on this, as I mentioned several times, it's a heavily themed restaurant. So if that's your jam, this restaurant's for you. There's, there's not a lot of options for table service, dining, and Hollywood studios. At the, time, at the time we're recording this, by the way, Toy Story Land restaurant has not opened yet. So I think that's going to have a heavy impact on whether or not you can get in. Is, what's the Toy Story going to be? Is that barbecue? Barbecue. Okay. Like, which doesn't. Which doesn't whelm me. I need a great Hollywood. I need somebody to open a great Hollywood Studios restaurant. Again, I haven't been to Hollywood Brown Derby. We haven't been able to get in. You and I have tried every time, and we can't get in. There's just there's just not a lot of heavy hitters you're passing up for this one. So I don't think it's a bad choice. Oga, I get we have Oga's, but Oga's is not. So I'm thinking of sit down. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I, I have not yet to eat at ABC Commissary or at Primetime Cafe. Well, ABC Commissary is quick service, by the way. Well, yeah, but but just in general, like a good like when I think about places to eat in Hollywood, I don't rate anything in any park as some like I used to just leave Hollywood and go to Disney Springs. What did you think of Ronto Roasters? I, it was okay. But okay. to me, it was like, grab something quick and go. That's and it was I, free, so, Well, you know. right, but I mean, I, it's like, it's just it's a sausage. I just can't, I can't yeah. get... It was all right. I get excited about the food and the snacks at Magic Kingdom. Yep. And you know, I like, I, I think this is a hot take. I love the food in Animal Kingdom. And then we all know that Epcot, the best ride Epcot's in Epcot my favorite. Yeah, that's, that's like, the food like, drink. So, but like, you get, ex- I get excited about going, mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios, I just can't, 
I'm like, okay, I'll get an ice cream. Yeah. That, and that's how I feel. I feel like there's not anything there that wows me or anything where I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to go and we'll go to this restaurant. Like, Well, in the most recent there. trip, which we're, I think we're going to talk about in a future episode, but the most recent trip, we ended up park hopping out of, my family ended up park hopping out of Epcot to Hollywood Studios. And we had to make a mad dash because we had a slinky dog uh, lightning lane. And I remember being like, we're, we're, we're really going to leave Epcot and not have dinner before we, like I was, <laughs> well, I was where like, are we going to eat there? But I can stop at a holiday food booth <laughs> and grab something and get a lot key before, like, please. <laughs> we'll have to talk about festivals. Cause for me, that festival was not as impressive as the food and wine festival when it comes to food. When it comes to food. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So, we'll, so, um, so we will, we maybe need to do a festival's episodes, but anyway, back to the, back to the restaurant specific, I remember really enjoying this restaurant as a kid. I thought the atmosphere was cool. I thought it was super neat to be able to sit in the car. We, my, my older brother and I were in the driver's seat. I think my parents were just relieved to sit in air. Con- as we all know, yep. air conditioning was my favorite. My parents' favorite yep. ride. My favorite ride is air conditioning. I mean, the thing is, this place is co- almost borderline cold. cold. It's freezing. Yep. It's cold. Yep. It is a great place to get out of the heat. So when you're when you're in July, Ugh. which is when my family went by and large, yeah. July or August, Hot like it's and ama- muggy. It's amazing in there. Yeah. I think the last time we went, I was around 14, so it was in 98 or 99, and that was that was the last time we went. So we went again in 2021. You know, as a, as grown ups and with my kids who were five and eight at the time, and they did not like it. What time did we go? Was it we were? It was like three. So okay. so this is where I want to talk about factors mm-hmm. that impact your restaurant visit. Yep. Now I will say though, similar experience at Skipper Canteen. Yeah. And not nearly as much uh, frustration. Yeah. <laughs> but Hollywood Studios was probably our third day. Yes. I think yep. if memory serves, it was around three o'clock because that was the only time we could get in. Yep. My eight year old is very skittish around anything macabre or sci sci fi horror esque. It's still Disney, so I'm not gonna say the stuff that they show is scary, but she didn't like it at all. And I remember as a kid there being far more cartoons hmm. on the screen mm-hmm. than what they like we didn't see a lot of cartoons. It was a lot of like clips of um, 50s and 60s like sci-fi films. And it just, it freaked her out a little bit. Their so, mood was also in a place. Yeah. So they, everybody was moody. Husband was moody. <laughs> he, he's going to deny that. I want to say he's Because he said moody. he never is. He's moody every time we go to Disney. All day, every day when we go to Disney. His mood changes. He's moody. Danny, if he listens to this, he's going to be mad at you. And he come for me, Juan. You are moody. You are Disney moody. But he was moody. I, you know, I think that I don't think he liked that they the kids were freaked out. I didn't expect them to be freaked out. Was Elena freaked out? Elena was fine. Yeah, I don't. So they ended up watching our phones Mm -hmm. because because of that. Because the problem is you're facing the screen, so you have no way to not face the screen. And with kids, everybody with kids knows this. They're like eyes gravitate toward whatever screen is near them. They can't help it. It's interesting. I commented on Facebook about on a Facebook post about the fact that I expected more cartoons and people. I got slammed in the comments for you by people. They're like, why would you think? Did you not read the the name of the restaurant? I'm like, you know what, guys? Um, Sorry. So I think I had I probably had unrealistic expectations for how this was going to be received. I thought Juan would like it because my husband my husband likes what he likes. Yeah. And so he's not a burgers, wings. He he it's not that he doesn't like unique food, but he doesn't seek it out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, cool. 
he'll be happy because it's not, it's, it's a standard menu and he can get a burger and, and he was fine with that, but it's just, it just was not received. And I was bummed. They didn't like it as much as I remembered. Yeah. I, like I was really hoping the kids would yeah. like it and that, because I like have really, really disappointed. I have minute we really walked fond in. memories of yeah. going there as a kid. So they were bummed. And then I was bummed because they were bummed. I had a great time. <laughs> that said, again, temperature wise, it's very cool in there. It's a great place to get out of the Florida heat for a bit. If you've got pe- picky eaters, I think it's a great option. So again, very dark because it's supposed to be nighttime. So be aware of that. Definitely need like a reader because it was hard to read yes. the menu. And we don't wear readers. Once we got a menu. <laughs> We're going to talk about the service. <laughs> My experience too is it goes from like quiet to loud very abruptly. Yeah. Because people don't want to talk because it's like you're in a movie theater and then the movie clips kind of go in and out. So it's, it's, that's a little bit weird. So just again, be aware you're facing forward So it's not a great place to have a conversation and chat with your group. The other thing is, again, three rows in the cars. So I did see a couple of videos where people did reviews and it was two of them or one of them and they got sat in cars with other people. Mm. So if that's not something that you want. I really don't like that. I knew you wouldn't like that, Tammy. And you're going by yourself or you're going with one other person. Be aware that that might happen. Well, if it was me and one other person okay, like we can talk trash. Right. But if it's me <laughs> by myself, we'd like to be in the back we'd of like the car. We'd like to be please. in the back and talk trash about people. Uh, <laughs> but if it was like me by myself and they were like, here's this family of four and just put me in like the last seat, that would be really awkward. Yeah. And so again, and then again, my kids didn't like the movie clips, but that could be unique to us. That doesn't mean that that's going to be your experience. So Tani, let's talk about the service. Oh boy. So... <sighs> I'm Our girl was on the struggle bus. She was. That had to have been the her first whole, day. And, we, and, and I will say, I, look, I know we have food allergies, but I don't think we're difficult restaurant patrons. My husband and I have both waited tables. I am usually, and I, and I think I was with her, I'm pretty patient with servers because, like, look, I've had bad days mm-hmm. at the restaurant. And it, and it sucks because, like, you have one bad table and that seems to be the theme for the rest of the day, unfortunately. So yeah. I'm usually pretty accommodating but the service was not good she didn't seem frustrated with us at least in my opinion it it seemed like she was just spaced she was really unorganized yeah unorganized they didn't i mean it was also the pandemic so i didn't know if maybe this was like it recently opened and this was like them kind of getting staff back she was new yeah she definitely she definitely was new i was interested to hear that the waiters had like roles or characters. Yeah, because she had no character. Yeah, whatsoever. her character was Christy from Orlando was having a bad day. That was her character. <laughs> but she like so I think we sat down and I don't know if the host is supposed to give you menus or the waiter, but like we didn't have menus. Did they have a QR code on the table? They did. And our phones weren't working, I no, think, right? No. There's no service exactly, in that building. Exactly. I was like, can I I like, I don't know what to get. She, I think she came back and was like, what can I get you? And we're like, a menu? Yeah, yeah. And so the my daughter ordered a milkshake. That took forever, forever to get. I was going to say, because I didn't remember us getting milkshakes. She, had a, she got an Oreo. Oh, like that was the like that was the chit to get her to sit there the whole time was, mm. was I'll get you an Oreo shake if you just please, please be quiet. Yeah, and then the food took a really, really long time to get out. And that could have been like, again, 2021 is when we went. It was... September of 2021 could have been them coming off a pandemic, getting back into the swing of things. Like I totally, 
totally acknowledge that. But yeah, it would, it, I feel like it took us an hour and a half to get out of there. Like it yeah. was just, it was a long time. It was a long time. And then the food was, the food was okay. Like I think we would have felt differently if the food was stellar, but it's like, yeah. it was burgers, chicken fingers. And like Tandy said, she had a salad and I had a wrap. Yeah. I don't remember the salad being fabulous. I think I liked the dressing. I think it was like a jalapeno something dressing. The dressing for my wrap was good too. Good. Yeah. yeah. I remember like seeing the cars next to us and the waiters coming and a lot more frequently. And so I was like, where is our waitress? You know, like, and she'd be just like nowhere every yeah. time I turned around. Cause I was in the back seat, the last seat in the car. And so I, I don't know if, again, I think it was just our waitress. Cause it seems like all the other waiters were on top of it. And as I recall, because it was pandemic, they weren't using paper menus, but specifically the gluten menu yeah. was on paper and she had to go find one. <sighs> Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. That was the other thing. Yeah. yeah. I have to be difficult. It just seemed very have. complicated. And, and like to me, as a, as I also worked in the food industry, also worked in management, if you have a brand new person on the floor and they are struggling, that's where management steps yeah. in and go, let me handle this. You go do this. Yeah. I think that's the other thing I was disappointed by. And look, she probably wasn't fully aware, but like a manager. So we had an issue at T-Rex recently and they, they had two managers come by our table and they comped my food. Which is good, but two managers, like, and I guess it's because we have a Disney standard, but it shouldn't take two managers at Disney to get something done. No, well, they both, they, uh, two managers came over to apologize. Oh, oh it's Not to resolve oh, okay. the issue. We had a manager come by to resolve it, and then we had somebody else come by and, like, apologize and make sure we were good. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, we had two people come to our table, not because that was required, but that's because yeah. just to make sure we were good. And that, so on the note on the gluten-free paper menu, too, again, at T-Rex, they couldn't find it, so... The, like the guy came over, he goes, okay, so here's the deal. You can have this, that, and the other thing, and we can do that without X. So instead of waiting on a menu, he just told me what I could order. So we yeah. weren't waiting on them finding like the gluten-free menu. They just need to go ahead and add that stuff to the menu. I mean, put the icon on it. Like, and, and this is, this is some of where I feel like they overcomplicate and try to overcompensate. So the thing, like the thing about Disney is they do a lot of subs for so like for instance i can get macaroni and cheese at a lot of places at a lot of restaurants at disney because they they'll sub out the pasta right and that's not a common for those of you who don't have a gluten allergy that is very uncommon yep i can get i can get bread at a lot of places i don't think they want to mark they want to put like an icon on the macaroni and cheese because it's very specific that they're but but like i don't care yeah and so I think they're trying to be super purposeful, but at the same time, it, it overcomplicates the situation more than it needs to. Yep. Agreed. So I've got a bottom line and a tip for you next time, Tandy. So bottom line, it's, this is a unique, different experience. It's a great place to rest and get a simple bite to eat. Addicted to the Mouse did a review, and they had a recommendation that you should go there get a couple milkshakes and appetizers because the pickles and onion rings are supposed to be really great. They're supposed to be like the best thing on the menu. According to them, this is the way you can cool down and enjoy the atmosphere. And you're not, you know, disappointed by just fine food yeah. and you're not spending as much time. Yeah. Which I actually really like this recommendation. If I could eat fried pickles and uh, onion rings, that's probably what I would do. I'd like French fries or French. Yeah. French. Yeah. Fr and, and by the way, I can have the French fries, but they're saying, you know, don't, don't waste your stomach space on a burger here. Yeah, why the not? The shakes are really good. Make a make a dining reservation. That's and, a great idea. And spend 30 minutes 
having a quick meal, cooling off, enjoying the atmosphere, yep. and then be on your way. I, I think yep. I love that recommendation. Yep. And then go to Rizzo's for pizza later. Oh, Tandy. <laughs> Still the most happening restaurant in Hollywood Studios. I love pizza. I love Rizzo's. I can eat pizza there. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's um, good. It's delicious. I like it. So I would say this this restaurant is something everyone should try once, at least, to experience it. It isn't a must-do on my list, but it's a very cool place to try at least once. And again, if you can get a Hollywood Brown Derby reservation, I'm not saying skip that, but I don't think there's anything else that you're missing out on yeah. by going and, and eating at Sci-Fi Dine-In. Yep. So that's my, that's my review. That's my take. That's my recommendation. Sounds delicious. Well, let's drive out of here. If you liked today's episode of Into the Disneyverse, follow us on Instagram at Disneyverse Historians or on Facebook at Into the Disneyverse. The music in this episode was created by Skolex on freesound.org. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.